0: Our title tonight's lesson, Staying Aware of the Days Ahead, Staying Aware of the Days Ahead. And Jesus was talking about some end time things, amen, in this portion of the scripture. But there was two scriptures that uh, stuck out with me um, in the book of Luke, the 21st chapter, beginning at the 34th verse through the 36th verse. It blessed me because I think it's probably where I am right now and what's taking place because I find myself holding back my tongue a lot when it comes to the things that are taking place in our society. And when I see, read people um, posts and and things where their mind are and and things like that, you know, um, we can really get too involved in life to where we forget to be prepared for Christ coming back. Amen um if you read before this scripture you'll see that jesus was really trying to tell his disciples you know um the day is coming you know stay alert you know be prepared and he began to give them signs you know he talks about divers wars and disasters that's going to take place well guess what we see that now amen and we don't see it as much now as it's going to be poured out upon this earth amen it's gonna be greater than what we see it amen but what we have to remember as the people of god is that we don't put our hope in the men on this earth amen we can't put our hope in general just just right we can't put our hope in president whoever is gonna be we can't put our hope in st- uh the, the, the what's that the state uh who is that the head of the state department to go and 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 come up with a peace treaty or something we we can't put our hope in those people we we have to have our hope in God because he's the one said that um, take heed lest these days catch you unaware, right? Some things that, that he says in between, and we're going to talk about those things, but he says, take heed, be attentive, stay alert, be watchful, stay prepared, get your war clothes on, put your backpack on, have your suitcase ready. You know how they tell pregnant women? Pack a bag, put your diaper put 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 diapers in there, put put your gown in the bag, put your stuff you're going to need when you're going to have the baby, have it sitting close by the door or somewhere where you can, your your husband who's going to be forgetful all of a sudden, put it somewhere. If you got to put it in the trunk, you know, when you get excited, you just forget. Where's the bag? And she's like, uh, 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 what? Yeah, you got a picture. It. He like, go sit in the car. I'll get in 30 minutes later, the baby in her arms, and he coming out. I got the suitcase it's crazy but hey it happened so prepare yourself you got to be prepared so here's my title day staying aware of the days ahead um verse 34 i hate stopping let me just read from 28 to 38 and then we'll go back to 34 through 36 it says this and when these things began to come to pass. Well, these things with things, the things that he talked about in verse one through 27. So you have to go back and read that in your private time. When these things begin to come to pass, he didn't say they might come to pass. When you see them might come in the past, when you when you think they're going to happen, he says when they begin. Right. That's the key word begin to come to pass it's going to happen then do what look up and lift up your heads from for your redemption draweth near it comes closer when you see these things begin to take place open up your eyes look up Jesus is coming back to get you he's on his way he's preparing amen Verse 29, and he spake to them a parable, behold, the fig tree and all the trees, when they now shoot forth, you see and know of your own selves that summer is now nigh at hand. He used a fig tree, but in Texas, you probably could say, what, an apple tree. When you see the apples budding on the tree and starting to come out, know that is springtime coming. He said the signs are going to be so obvious when 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 these things take place that when you see the obvious signs, know that that sign is attached to the coming of the Lord. That's how that's why he encouraged them. We'll see in verse 34 to take heed, to be alert, be aware, be cognizant of the time. So, you' mean to tell me when every day I get up, I have to get up with the mindset that today could be today. well, if you're involved and in you, if you're distracted by other things, you won't be thinking about those type of things. Well, I don't have to think about those things all the time. Well, well, I guess after we read these scriptures, these two scriptures, you might need to recheck that statement because in thinking about it helps you to be a stay aware of it right it's like one time i was teaching kids in in, in in a kids ministry and we talked about a couple of lessons dealing with being god conscious you know you can wake up and don't be god conscious or you can wake up and be god conscious Well, what's the difference waking up being god conscious is waking up first thing what god thank you for another day right and putting on your clothes lord i thank you. i can put on my clothes you ain't got to say it but in your mind and in your spirit there's a thankfulness there's a gratefulness to god that nobody don't have to come in the room and flip you over and dress you right or wipe you off right but you can get up and get dressed on your own and run in the kitchen and put a pot of water on and go back in the room and brush your teeth and comb your hair and go back in and fix you some breakfast and go back in and put your makeup on all by yourself then you're thanking God in your heart and your spirit right that's being God conscious but not being God conscious is getting up and say well here's another day I gotta go fight this traffic I sure hope that boss man be late today because I'm, I'm going to go in slow today and, and get there when I get there. I got a lot of projects I get to take take care of because, you know, they need me. You know, if it wasn't for me, they wouldn't be able to make no money. But I, I'm I'm the best number one seller. I got the skills and the talents. That means you're so indulged in yourself. But being God conscious is very important. Being aware of the signs is is very important. Let's read on, verse 31. So likewise, if you can look at the fig tree and know that the time of summer is coming, likewise, when you see these things come to pass, what things, the things he's talking about again in previous verses, know that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. It's near, it's right there, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. He didn't say, no, that it might be on the way. It could be on the way. He didn't say it with question. He said it with authority, like this is going to happen, period. Verse 32, verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. Now, he's not talking about that generation then. He's referring to prophetically, this generation will not go. Whatever generation that is a sign that will be here upon the earth during that time where these things shall take place, they will not die until all of it be fulfilled. That's what he's saying. Heaven and earth, what? Shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Wait, amen. There's another scripture saying not one jot, a tittle of the word of God would ever change. You know, people want to change the word of God these days. They want to dilute it. They want to rip that they're producing Bibles with and removing certain scriptures out of the Bible. They are they are manipulating the word. They are trying to change the word of God to say what it wants to say. And you know something? People can change it all they want to. And I say this now, and I said, as always, when we stand, let me just say, when you stand before the great white throne judgment, because why did I say the great white throne judgment? I say the great white throne judgment because if you're living out If you believe in the Bible that the world has given you to believe with its changes and things like that, then you're not living the way God wants you to live. Right. And if you're not living the way God wants you to live, guess where you're going to end up standing before the great white throne of God. And at the great white throne of God, God is going to tell the angels to pull out the books. One book is going to be the book of life, right? And he's going to tell the angels to look and see if your name is written in the book. And if your name is written in a book, your life will be spared. But if your name was blotted out, that means somebody went and took a marker and scribbled your name out of the book. That's what blotted out means, right? It covers up your name. If your name was blotted out, that means you was once in God and you left. And the angel had to go It blot your name out. And if your name is blotted out, guess where you would end up being? It's going to be a terrible day. It's going to be a terrible day. Look at our lesson text scripture. It says, and take heed to yourselves unless... Well, the King James says, Lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting, surfeiting, excuse me, and drunkenness and cares of this life, and so that day come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch. Ye therefore and pray always that you may be accounted what worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the son of man. Well, the fact he said the son of man tells us that we're going to be standing at the judgment seat of Christ. Those who escape the wrath to come or what is the wrath to come? The tribulation period, right? The end of time, the end of days. But he opened up verse 34. Take heed to yourself. Be aware. Stay alert. Take heed that you be not, and I like this, overpowered. where the scripture says overcharged. I don't know why they say overcharged. You know, it's like your debt, your your credit card is overcharged. It can't do nothing, right? It renders you powerless. You got to wear them same old clothes. You got to look the same way you look. It renders you powerless. What a perfect word, overcharge. Because if you don't take heed and all the things that follow this statement is going on heavily in your life, guess what's going to happen? It's going to render you powerless. It's going to render you ineffective. It's going to render you useless. It's going to cause you to be in the dark. He says, Take heed to yourself that you be not overpowered by temptations. This is the inter- interpretation of that, nor betrayed by your own corruptions. Take heed. How can I be overpowered by temptations if I'm in God? And he says that. When you come at me, I sealed you. I place a seal upon you and no one can take you out of my hand. When he says that I give my angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Right? Psalms 91 say because the Lord, because you have made 91 and 2, because you have made the Lord God your habitation it goes down. There shall no evil come near your dwelling place. He said he gave his angel. no sickness, no disease, no pestilence will come near your house. He said I'll give my angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Amen. So if I am in God in the right place, how can I be overpowered by temptations or betrayed by my own corruptions? That means I'm out of place. That means what I'm dealing with is causing me to be out of the place where I'm supposed to be when it comes to my relationship with God. Amen. Hence It jeopardizes my eternal life where I will spend eternity. This is just not part time. This is at all times take heed being God conscious, being aware Allowing God at the moment you crack your eyes, Lord, not at the moment. Well, you know, right at the beginning of your day, because sometimes you can't at the moment you open your eyes. Right. But there there's a moment where you have to. Commit your day to God, asking God for guidance, for wisdom, for direction, to give you favor. Take authority over your day. Declare the day according to what the word of God. Tell your day what it's going to do. Tell your day that it's going to perform for you. Tell your day that it's going to produce for you. I will make this sale. I will um, get these uh, referrals. You understand what I'm saying? I will process $1.5 million worth of orders today. Dictate to your day. What it, instead of your day dictating to you. What it's going to do for you. And God. So God I give it to you. Make it so. And walk out the door ready to take it. What else? He's. I mean it's for us for the asking. He said you have not because you do what? Because you ask not. And some of us got the nerve to ask. With the wrong motive and intent in the heart. Because he said, when you ask, you ask the wrong way. This is what James said. You have not. He was referring to wisdom, but that can relate to anything. You have not because you ask not, right? And when you ask, you ask amiss. You ask for the wrong reason. You ask with the wrong motive. You ask with the wrong intent. So therefore, you don't get what you ask for. So if you want what you're asking God for... Ask them in the right heart, with the right spirit, with the right mind It's the same way with this if I'm waking up daily, I want to make sure I'm getting up with the right heart, right, with the right mindset in the right spirit, so that I'm always god conscious, which keeps me in. The place of taking heed and being aware of the time and seasons that are taking place in my in my life. Amen. Look further into that scripture as we go a little bit further. What are the dangers of 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 not being aware? Not being taking heed, so to speak, or not taking heed. Here's one. The day of death and judgment should come upon you Suddenly. You know, when we do not expect it and are not prepared for it, that's when it's going to happen. When you're not aware, when you're not taking heed, when we are called to meet our Lord, then it will be found that meeting him was the furthest from your thoughts. Now, these are supposed to be the Christians. These are supposed to be disciples. Here, this is red letter text. That means Jesus is speaking sp- specifically, and here he's talking specifically to his disciples, believers, right? So he's telling them that if you are not taking heed, this day is going to catch you off guard. You won't be prepared for it, and you, you'll find yourself having not been having not begin to prepare for it. That makes sense? In that you will miss it. It says that here's the testimony of all those that's going to be left behind that living for God was really not on your mind. Who will be the first to admit that after the rapture take place? After those who who was who are of God is gonna make it, and those gonna be left here sitting like, well, what we gonna do? Well, we all missed it. Uh, <laughs> I pictured the first Sunday after take place. Matter of fact, they probably ch- call a church meeting, and one of the ministers just walk up in the door and and he looking like and everybody like what you doing here yeah. and well we all missed it i guess i can't imagine can you imagine the tears the fear the fright the anxiety the hopelessness the what in the world are we going to do now because then they know what takes place you ever seen the movie left behind where those people who were left behind they were wondering, well, what should we do? Guess what they end up doing? Opening the Bible and started reading everything that was going to take place during the tribulation period. And as it took place, they were reading as it took place, they're like, "Man, well, wh- why is this happening?" Then the guy opened the book and said, "Well, the Bible says right here, this, this, this." Then they're like, "Oh, well, what's gonna happen after that?" Well, the Antichrist is gonna rise up, and the Bible says that he's gonna he's gonna be able to make peace with all the nations. And th- 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 we had a news report there the other day that Mister So and So was able to get all the nations to sign a peace. Well, according to this, that's the Antichrist. You see, that's how they're going to be walking people through these events. But yet in the back of their mind, they know they know um, uh, torture and they know uh, persecution is going to come against all Christians during that time. I can't imagine how that's going to be. Well, why am I lining it out like that? Because I want to I don't want to scare you. I just want you to be aware that you can either escape it. you can stay here and be a participant in it the the reality of it is that my brother and my sister the reality of it is that we have to stay aware that doesn't mean being holier than thou can't say how you doing well i'm blessed highly fair the lord on my way to heaven and i'm so glad it don't mean all that it's just being God conscious, living the word I'll speak the word. People, you can't be so heavily good that you know earthly no good. Nobody don't want to talk to you. They see you coming off the elevator, getting on the elevator, I'll catch the next one because they know when you get them in there what you're going to be doing. No, just be real. Just be free in your walk. You don't have to be bound and and starched up and and p's and q's. If you got the spirit of God in you, he'll be the he'll be the p's and q's because he's gonna direct you. He's gonna lead you. He's gonna teach you. He's gonna challenge you. He's gonna change your whatever's going on inside you that nobody knows but you and him. Well, you got a question? He's looking over here at me. Praise the Lord, I hope you're getting something out of this i'm just I, i'm I'm here because what I see weighs on my heart what I see in society, but not just society because the world the world is the world, and people of the world gonna do what worldly people do, right? but my heart saddens because of my fellow believers those who i know have said those who have said those who may attend churches that i've attended when i look at the things that people are are saying and doing and you know jesus said what's in the heart defiles a man right it's going to come out see it it doesn't you can you can have the best suit on you can act you can get the grammy award acting religious religious out excuse me religion out but your heart, if your heart is messed up, that's where judgment is. God deals with the heart. Who was that Samuel went to anoint the king, the coming king after God rejected Saul and first Samuel, right? And oh uh, Jesse went and got his other sons, right? because they was muscular and they looked kingly. And Samuel said, "Nah, they—they're not the ones." And he said, "Do you—you you sure you don't have no more sons? They actually forgot about this young boy." He said, "Well, yeah, now that you think of—now that you think of it, they, I do have a son out there attending to the sheep, but you—you you can't be done. go get him." And here comes little Scrooge David walking in the room, and Samuel said, "He's the one." Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. See, you can shout and stomp and hit and fall out in the middle of church all you want to. You can speak in tongues and you can preach the best message that calls people to pour out their wallets before you. But if your heart is not in the right place with God, you will be judged as if you have never accepted him. So here's Jesus, stay aware of the times, stay ready, prepare yourselves, do some introspective searching, look in the mirror, talk to yourself, Willie, are you doing right? What is that area you think that you're hiding, that you're struggling with? I mean, live before God and don't let that be the thing that keeps you from him. Don't let that... (sighs) Don't let that, well, I see people, they don't ever get over that. Don't let that be the thing that keep you in it. Well, I've seen so many people go down from this. Don't let that. What if they didn't do what was necessary and you still have the opportunity to do what's necessary and you be the one who get the deliverance from it? Then God would use you to be the testimony for all those people who's struggling with the same old thing. They at least have one testimony that says God can deliver, and he will. Even though you've been looking at other people's testimony of failure for 20 years, God still will deliver you if you just believe him. I know it's hard when you're not committed to it. I know know the, the struggle can be real. When you're not sold out and really give it all to God, you might have been to the altar 10, 20, 30 times asking for prayer for the same thing, and still you might have the struggle. I want to tell you tonight that there's a time when the time is the right time, when you're ready to give it, when you get sick of, of it for the final time, that day is going to be your day. That day is going to be the day God come in and touch your life and you will never struggle with that thing any longer. Give it all to God. Give it all to God. He talks about, he talks about, back to our lesson, amen. He says, take heed lest your heart be overwhelmed, be burdened down and overloaded with the cares of this world. The scripture says, "With what? With life, right?" Talks about life. Hearts be overcharged with drunkenness. That means you are drunk, over ex- excessive living, right? Tuned in too much into your your senses, your bodily the cravings that that pulls you to do and satisfy it. See, a lot of people struggles are not without them. That makes sense. Your greatest battles. It's not with people that we deal with outside of our lives. Our greatest battle is dealing with the you and you, right? Is you know you, you know your struggles, you know where you are, you know what you are fighting, right? So if you can conquer you, you no, know, George Myers wrote the book, a very popular book, The Battlefield of the Mind. If you can conquer your own mind, right? And your own inner in inabilities in and 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 eras of struggles, you have conquered, I will dare to say, about ninety-five percent of your battles. About ninety-five percent of your battles, if you just deal with yourself. The Williams brothers used to sing, sweep around your own front door before you try to sweep around mine. Now, that's back in the day. They probably don't even play it on the radio no more. Well, I have a 97 man play it. <laughs> sweep around your own. Pay attention to how clean your front door is. Your life is before you even think about walking next door, knocking on my door, asking me, can you come sweep around my front door? Jesus talked about how can you pull a splinter out of your brother, your sister eye when you got a two by four sticking out your eye? That what Jesus said. You got a beam in your eye and you try to get a splinter out of mine. You can't even see to get the splinter. In fact, if your beam's sticking out your eye, you hit hitting me all upside. My head trying to get to the splinter. So what? Take heed. Stay alert. Don't be overwhelmed with these, the cares of this world and with the temptations that come to tempt you, to get you to give in to the fleshly lust, and it ain't dealing with sinful things, I'm not talking about sexual lust, I'm talking about just lasciviousness, that's what lust, looseness, uncontrolled desires, well, what is that? Going gambling too excessively. going to get a drink too excessively, going out partying too much, going hang out on the corner, hanging with Jimmy Joe and the boys, hanging with Sally Sue at the nightclub Going to the stripper joint And all just excessive well, Where you going tonight man Jimmy Jones down on the corner Got to bring your own bottle tonight Wear your t-shirt only tonight Oh yeah we going out on Wednesday night It's going to be stripper night And me and the boys going Think about what I'm saying People actually do that They live for the next party Excessiveness No control only to please the flesh today what people excessive looking for pokemon walking off of mountains trying to catch a pokemon running into police cars trying to catch a pokemon it's crazy Here you looking for pokemon and jesus standing up on the cloud blowing a trumpet you hold up jesus is there a pokemon up there jesus like well no well he ain't gonna even answer you gonna still be looking trying to catch pikachu don't you know this world is creating stuff to get you so involved in and distracted with and and to get your mind off of what you trying to should be doing is preparing yourself. This world don't care. nothing. They come up with something every week. When one thing died down, here comes something else. When the preachers of Hollywood go off, they start in the preachers of Jerusalem. When the preachers of Jerusalem go off, here come the preachers of Atlanta. When the preachers of Atlanta go off, they got the preachers of New York. When they go off, they got the preachers of New Orleans. Then they got preachers' daughters stripping at the corner, season one, two, and three, right? Preachers' wives, pastors' wives. And all of them cussing, all. Then they got the thing that they just talked about the, the preachers together with RuPaul and giving him accolades, talking about, man, you must be doing right. Listen, it is more stuff going on now to get you so focus off of what you're supposed to be doing that you'll be so inundated with their producing the media is corrupt Hollywood is corrupt your neighborhood school board is corrupt all these people who are dealing with political and agendas that are outside of what the scriptures say all of it's corrupt and their only agenda is to do opposite of what God requires of mankind and if you are so inundated with what they're doing, you will miss your preparation time. Well, I pray. Well, I fast on occasion. Well, I do what's necessary when I have to do it. But Are you committed to the Lord? Have you separated yourself from those things that pollute your inner man, that quench the spirit of God that's living inside of you? Those things that that are enemies to God. Have you separated yourself? The scripture says in 1 Corinthians what? I believe it could be 2 Corinthians about the, ooh, I can't even remember what chapter it is. But if I say, be ye not equally yoked with unbelievers. That's what the scripture says. Be not unequally yoked with unbelievers. That means, so what fellowship does a believer have with unbelievers? What in the world, should a believer go into business with an unbeliever? With y'all are on two different planes, his goals are different than your goals. Your mindset is different from his mindset. You want to glorify God in your business. He want to glorify the flesh in his business. He want to make the most money. You want to give money to the kingdom. You can't have a profitable business if y'all going in two directions. You can't have a profitable relationship if you living for God and he living for Satan. How are you gonna make it? What's that scripture? Second Corinthians six and fourteen, for those of you who checking me out. You can't do it. You can't hang together. Proverbs talk about how evil communication corrupts good manners, right? Meaning if you hang with the wrong crowd, you got it together, but you all you hang with is the wrong crowd. Eventually you're gonna be a part of the wrong crowd, right? I could just see it now. Man, you want to drink tonight? Nah, man, you not know on drink. That God ain't going to be pleased with that. Okay, i see you all tomorrow night. Man, you want to drink that, Nah, I think I'll pass tonight. Right, okay, well, you can come in with us tomorrow. Sure, man. Man, hey, we just taking shots tonight. You won't, it won't hurt you just a little bit. Mm. It's been a long time, man, so I had one of them things, man. They just burned my chest. Ah, I can't do that tonight. All right, we see all the minor, Man, you know, man. they, they all conspire. We're going to get him to give in one day. And then here Friday night, they, you know, they got other people. They got the girls with them and the guys with them tonight. Man, Willie Johnson, you want to try one tonight, man? Man, you, you know, you don't want to say, come on, Willie said, Come on, Willie Johnson. You can do it. And Willie Johnson, said, well, I guess one won't hurt. Hey, here's shot time. Come on, come in there, boy. Come, let's do one more. It won't hurt you. You can ask God to forgive you. Here's a mockery. God going to forgive you. Just ask him to forgive you when it's all over. He going to forgive you. Man, I fear it. Man, come in there. Man, I told y'all we were going to get him to drink again. That's how it works. That's how it works. You can't hang around him. You got to separate yourself. Don't mean that you don't love him. Don't mean you don't care. You You love people. I believe if you got Christ in your heart, it is always your desire to love and not hate, right? But separating don't necessarily mean you hate a person. It just means that I've outgrown the things that are pleasing to you and that you find pleasurable. I can't do that anymore. Ms. Trina. i heard today that even if you've been the person that hurt the person or the person that's hurt you, we have been on both ends. We all have been on both ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's There's a lot of people you can forgive, and, I, and, I, and when I heard that, I was like, okay, that makes sense, because there's a lot of people that I have forgiven, and some things, and it's like, I mean, does that mean now I gotta continue to socialize so they won't, so they won't think that I have not forgiven them? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he said there was a pastor. But he said once you forgive. Does not mean that you got to go back and be friends and be cool, be there, because when it happened again, it's going to hurt you. It's going to hurt you a little bit more deeper. He said the best thing to do, be cool, there's no more animosity, you know, and leave it at that. And you just, you know, and even in your distance, you forgiven. Even in your God distance. God now, he just, you, you and God are all right. That's right. That's, what he said That's that right. He said. That's right. Right. Okay, right. Right. Well, you can You, you just got to do what you got to do. You have to do. You know, if you spend your time pacifying people, right? It's like always giving a baby a pacifier. They grow up with a pacifier to keep them quiet. But if, but if they're five years old walking with a pacifier in their mouth. They, first of all, their teeth gonna be messed up, right? And they're gonna still be whiners. And then they're gonna have a pacifier in their mouth with a diaper on, and you're gonna be taking care of a five year old baby like they're a five month old baby. Come change me. When? Can you fix me some fried chicken and some gravy? When? No, think about what I'm saying. You, you understand what I'm saying? You, you, Get yourself straight. Come on now. Come on. We all adults. Well, you're growing up to be an adult if you're a child, but think about it. You got to mature someday. You got to grow up someday. Jesus told his disciples, as you see the times and the seasons taking place, look at what's going on in this world. There's almost some killings almost at least once a week somewhere. I read today, I, I heard about it yesterday and I researched it today that last last week, the Turk, the Turkish military decided to stage a coup against the president and his crew. Right. But overnight, the president ratted up some forces and they overtook the coup. And I read in this article, it said that they arrested almost 10,000 people, about 8,000 military people, and about 2,000 so many, I can't remember the other kind, got them in prison, right? And instead of treating them sensibly, they're torturing them and raping these men. Because of their decision to want to overthrow the government. This was via Amnesty International. is a nonprofit organization that deal with, with those type of situations. The things, the ruthless things that are taking place in this world, you got to know that the season is here. Jesus say, know that the season is here. He says, know that this is the beginning of the end times. So we're in the beginning. When we see these things take place, he said, stay prepared. Stay alert. Don't be so involved with, with your life. Don't be into things that are so excessive to where it causes you to dull your spirit. Don't do things that are so outrageous to where it desensitizes you to the truth of God's word. Don't give in to the policies and the convictions of society to where you will say that what they're saying is truth and what God says is a lie. Stay alert, stay prepared for the days ahead because it's going to get worse. You know, we're wanting peace and we're praying for peace. There may be times and spaces of peace during turmoil, right? Because sometimes, you know, crew folk just get tired and go to sleep. But when they wake back up, they want to make up for the three days they will sleep and increase it the next 10 days. You see what I'm saying? So I'm saying pray for peace. But know that if peace don't come, you got to know that these signs are here for a reason. To help you, the believer, know that you need to get your life straight. You need to make sure you're ready because Jesus can come in a day. He can come in the morning. He can come right now while I'm talking. This microphone can go silent and me still connected to the Internet. And I'll be up in glory shouting around the throne of God that's the truth so my brother and my sister let me read these last verses again he counsels them to be prepared and stay ready what is our aim our aim is to what always be ready that's it always be ready he said in verse 35 right he says For as a snare shall it come upon all them that dwell in the face of the whole world. Listen, as a believer, it should not be a snare to us. But the people of the world, it's going to be a snare. If it's a snare to the believer, you ain't a believer. Oops, I missed it. Caught me. Like the 10 foolish versions, the five foolish versions, right? Can you give us some oil for our last least, least they're like, no, because if I give you some, I'm not going to have enough. Go to the store, go to Walmart. Why am I saying that? I'm trying to relate to you. They had to go to the store in the middle of the night. Back in the day, there was no store open 24 hours. But they found some, they didn't say where, and they came looking. Knocking on the door, and the bridegroom had come and left. Missed it. This is a day that we should be looking forward to with expectation. First Thessalonians talks about, you know, when the rapture take place, right? He said at the end of that, you know, when the dead in Christ shall arise and those who remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Then he says, now go and comfort each other with this scripture. Admonish each other, exhort each other with that right there to keep you focused, to keep you alert, to keep you aware that it's going to take place and to be ready because when it happens, it's going to happen like a twinkling of an eye so quick, so quick. And then he ends it with, watch ye therefore and pray always. He's telling you what to do. If you don't have a prayer life, you better start getting one now because you're going to need it. Prayer helps you to stay alert. Prayer helps you to stay God conscious. Prayer helps you to be aware of what's taking place because God, Jesus said in St. John, I call you no longer servants, but I call you friends, right? He said, because a servant don't know what his master is doing, but my friend, we're going to talk about everything. I'm going to tell you what's coming. I'm going to tell you what to invest in, what to take your money out of. I'm going to tell you what street to go down. There's a tank down there on I-35 and I-30. So make sure you take Lancaster because they don't want to go on Lancaster. He'll tell you how to take side streets. You hear what I'm saying? It's funny. I was thinking this morning. I said, Lord, if we was to wake up to an occupied city by the U.S. military, people would not know what to do. And the Holy Spirit said, I'll just tell you what street to turn down. So you don't have to run into any tanks or anything. So I pictured, this happened while I was driving. I pictured myself traveling through Texas. And I was contemplating, should I stay on I-20 or should I exit off on one of them farm roads? Holy Spirit said, exit off. So I found myself riding down a little farm road, just, just farmland and me riding down the highway. Didn't run into no tanks nowhere. This is what happened to me this morning i said lord would you do that he said yes i'll tell you stuff to come i'll remind you i'll tell you turn left so go, staying god conscious tells you instead of going down riverside to richmond today why don't you take i-35 and exit off at rosedale and go down to evans to, to to harvard today you ever done that just decide to take another day Another route that day, right? That's the Lord directing you. Time to change your route. I took a different way home today and my son said, Dad, it's the wrong way. I said, It's the way today. It's the way today. Cause you never know. God protects you un you don't even but if you're God conscious, you just say, Well, I thank you, Holy Spirit. Nothing happened to me today. I made it home safe. Cause you never know. Amen, so take heed, get on your knees, pray always that you be not ac- that you be accounted worthy to escape these things that shall come upon us and stand before the Son of Man. Stay prayerful so that you'll be worthy to escape. you hear the you see the tie? Stay prayerful so that it'll make you worthy to escape these coming times. And make you able to stand before the son of man talking about Jesus. That's it. Staying aware of the days ahead. It's pivotal. My brother, my sister It's pivotal. It's necessary. It's it's it needs to be ingrained into you just like your next breath that's about to come out of your your nostrils. It should be a habit, a habit of staying ready for Jesus to return. Does that mean you won't slip up as possible because you're human. You got the flesh, you're battling every day. But it's like David. How could David be the man after God's own heart with all the mistakes he made? Because David knew he was always quick to run to God. He didn't try to hide. Well, there's a couple of times he tried to hide it, but God surely exposed it. And he, he didn't he didn't try to lie out. Of, yeah, it's me, God. Yeah, I did it. I'm sorry. And he repented. And God said, "Well, you know what happens. You know you re- you know. You got to get judged. So which you want? I give you twenty days in the hand of your enemies, or so you can have you have you be in my hand." David said, "I rather be in your hand because my enemy ain't gonna know when to stop. He might want twenty one days." See, David understood that in my frailty, I have to learn to call on God, who is my help. Psalms fifty one. That's it. Created me a clean heart, old God renew the right spirit within me take not your presence from me don't remove your holy spirit from my life wash me with hyssop make me white as snow that was a man who won't who knew he was frail in his own self See, you gotta know in your own self you will mess up so you cannot rely on yourself you gotta rely on the strength of god living inside of you to go from moment to moment. I didn't say day to day because sometimes you can start off on a good foot and by the end of the day, you're cussing everybody out for some of y'all, not me. So I said moment to moment. You got it, Lord. I need your help. Lord, I feel it rising up. Lord, they about to make me go off in here. And the whole spirit, no, nah, you just settle your little self down. Go take a walk. Go to the bathroom. Go get a glass of water. You'll calm down. Take the stairs and talk to me. I got something I want to tell you. You just got to just stay God conscious. Amen. Staying aware of the days ahead.